Hello, my name is Asha, and I am also known as the Intuitive Wanderess. Welcome to the magical and mystical space where we dive deep into what it means to trust ourselves and follow our own paths. Join me as we manifest a life that meets our heart's desires, filled with abundance and fun. Hello, this is your host, Asha, back with you for another episode of The Intuitive Wanderers. I'm so excited to be here with you this Sunday. When am I not excited? Like, I just really enjoy having this podcast and I really hope it inspires someone to create a podcast. Get your voice out there. Someone wants to hear it. (laughs) Anyway, I want to talk about uh, an experience that I had the other day that was so interesting to me. I was taking a walk, taking my, well, was I taking my dog for a walk? I think it was just me. I kind of just wanted to walk. Walking for me has many purposes. I enjoy walking to get a good workout in. Um, I enjoy walking to just kind of get out of the house, especially because I'm working from home. So there's a lot of indoors that I do. And if I just need a change in scenery, walking outside is everything to me. I also like to walk because it's like a meditation for me in movement, in motion. I get to really just get really, really present, really relaxed in the moment, observe what's happening around me, and also just move my body. It just kind of gets me into this flow, and I personally love it. I definitely enjoy meditating, sitting down and quietly and being still, but there's something special about walking meditation for me. And um, in doing so, it gives me an opportunity to really like reflect on my thoughts and just have that moment to kind of speak my truth, get clear on certain things and connect with how I'm feeling. And one of the things that I've just really been touching on personally is embodiment and what that means in the sense of manifesting, creating the life that you want to live. Um, feeling good in your body, feeling good in your life experience. And it started off with me telling myself that I was going to be present, very present on this walk. I wasn't going to listen to any music. I wasn't going to be talking on the phone or texting. I was just going to enjoy this walk and be present. And when I started to say that, I found myself not being able to be present. Maybe because when I said it, it made me aware that I wasn't, like I just couldn't stay present. And I honestly started to ask myself, what does it mean to be present? What does What is that suggesting when I say be present? And the way I define it is being being available to whatever it is that I'm experiencing. So if I'm saying I'm going to be present on this walk, I'm literally saying I'm going to be available to this walk and whatever it brings to me. So if it involves talking to someone, I'm going to be fully available to that. Um, Talking to a neighbor, if it involves, um, you know, just looking at my surrounding and enjoying what I'm seeing, like really fully being available to that. So once I got clear on what it means to be present, then I started to question why am I not, why would I not be available? What would cause me to not be available? 
And where have I not been available or present in my life? And it brought back that conversation of just procrastination and how if being present is being available, there are plenty of times where I find myself distracting myself or procrastinating um, away from something I know I want to do. So essentially, I'm just not being available to a task at hand and I distract myself. Why on earth would I do that? <laughs> like the intuitive wanderers wants to create her life. She wants to take this life by force and she wants to really show up in her power. So why on earth would she sit around and not be present to what's available so that she can do that? Well, don't worry. I ask myself these kind of questions all the time. So I have an answer. <laughs> And when I really sat with it, I kind of felt like this discomfort in my chest. And I feel like the discomfort in my chest was because at first I tried to even deny that I was not present or that I could not be present. But the moment that I started to get clear on the fact that I do struggle with being present, I started to feel a discomfort in my chest where I was like, ah, I don't really want this to be exposed. But I kept diving into it and kept asking myself why and a few things started to pop up if being present is being available well there's times where I don't want to be available to my negative well my perceivingly negative feelings so when I'm feeling really sad if I'm feeling discouraged frustrated upset angry There's a part of me that does not want to be available for that all the time because I feel like it's not going to serve me. One of the things that we talk about on this podcast is how our feelings are completely here to serve us. They are here to be our GPS and in honoring our feelings, acknowledging them, they could actually provide you with better direction and clarity on what it is that's going on within you and what it is that you need. So it goes really into trusting yourself. This is how we trust ourselves. So if these negative feelings are things that I don't want to be present for, but I want to be present for the pleasurable feelings, feeling good, feeling happy, feeling relaxed, feeling at ease, I have to recognize that if I'm not fully present for the perceivingly negative feelings, I can't be as present as I want to be with my positive feelings. And a lot of the times I am not present to things that make me uncomfortable because I don't feel like I'm going to be able to handle what's on the other side of that discomfort. So instead, let me just check my phone. So instead, let me fill up the the awkward conversation with random shit to talk about right and um I'm realizing I had to kind of recognize that and sit with the fact that I'm afraid of being available to every moment in my life because not every moment is a moment that I think I can overcome I think that I can handle and when I started to sit with that I'm not going to lie, I got a little emotional because it made me realize like, oh, there's a part of me that's not fully being, not fully expressing who I am because I'm afraid that 
whatever shows up in my life, I'm not going to be able to embrace. I'm not going to be able to be available for it. And that's not true. So the next piece of this walking meditation after realizing that was disproving this belief that I I am unable to be present and available to moments that are going to cause friction, discomfort, um, dis-ease, those kind of things. So I started to remind myself, I started to, to recollect on any of the situations where I just showed up for it and it got resolved. And in all honesty, that's every situation because I'm alive and I'm well, but I think sometimes the mind needs some reassurance, especially when subconsciously, unconsciously, I've been following in this belief that I'm not available and I can't be available for the present moment as you know, all the time. So I started just reminding myself of the time that I was present for this moment and this moment and that moment. And even when I got to the point where I stopped feeling that discomfort in my chest, I kept going. I kept disproving this belief by giving myself examples of when being fully present was in was something that worked in my favor. And I just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. And in that moment, I was being present. I was being available for that doubt, that disbelief, that part of me that didn't feel like it can share that. And I was, I was relieved. I was completely relieved. And it showed me how to embody the present moment, how to be present by just taking in whatever showed up in that moment. And um, I did that for another situation as well. Um, This situation was when it came to um, feeling like I had to prove myself. Like I have been asking for things to be easier. (laughs) And I don't mean easier in the sense that it's not challenging, fun, exciting, thrilling. Like I actually love those things. I love to challenge myself. I'm always wanting to learn new things, new languages, um, and have new experiences. So by easy, I don't mean that it's uh, not exciting or that it's dull. By easy, I'm referring to it being in sync and flow, obvious. Uh, There's no effort, uphill battle. It's just like, yes, of course I want to do this. Yes, of course this is the next move. It just makes sense. And I was trying to figure out, like, why is it that I'm wanting things to be easier and I can't seem to experience that? I can't seem to experience this lighthearted energy that I'm looking for, this fun. I can tap into it sometimes. I can tap into it more times than not. But how can I get to the point where I'm always feeling that way? So as I was sitting with that, I got really, really honest with myself. What on earth would cause me to not embody, not just be at ease, be at peace, be effortless be in flow 
I could just embody it, right? I can literally just be it in this moment. So I tried, I tried to just be it. I actually walked and walked to the beach. So it was a perfect scene to be at ease. And then things started to arise. I started to think about being at ease when it comes to building my business and um, um, having the work that I have right now. I began to think of the being at ease when it comes to raising the bar financially for me and expanding past my comfort zone. Um, I began to think of being at ease when it comes to my relationships, relationships with my partner, relationships with, with, um, my friends and my family. And as I started to think of those different scenarios where I am wanting to be at ease, to be in flow in harmony, I started to experience the thoughts that said I couldn't have that. And ultimately with the thoughts, I just kept asking, well, why, why, why? And it got to the point where I realized I have this deep seated belief that I have to prove myself in all areas of my life. I'm just not worthy of ease. I can't just be at ease. Did I work hard to get there? And I think it's a really common belief. You know, we even have this thought when it comes to retiring You know, you spend all of these years working your ass off just so that you can get to this one moment where you have now given yourself permission to say, I get to be at ease. I don't have to work anymore. And it's like the way my mind is set up, the way that this woman wants to create her life, it's like, why can't I have that now? Why can't I be at ease with work now? And even when I started to take on that journey and say, I'm going to create an easier life for me and a life that's more aligned, more passionate, more in sync with who I am, I still found the sneaky ways that my belief of having to prove myself would show up. So for example, um, I have, um, I've just been building this concept of business for myself teaching Spanish on one end, coaching on another. And I really wanted it to be simple and easy. I wanted to embody this aspect of me that that knows she's a business person, knows that she can handle this, knows that it gets to be easy to build wealth and have something for herself. And at the same time, I found myself overcomplicating certain aspects of my business where I didn't need it to be complicated. I found myself um, making it more difficult than it needed to be because I had this deep-seated unconscious belief that it can't just be that simple. Somebody's just not going to pay me to teach them Spanish. Yes, yes, girl, it is. Somebody's not just going to invest in me to coach them. Yes, yes, it is. And every time it becomes that, I find myself either subtly or overtly just sabotaging that. And it's because there's this deep-seated belief of, I have to prove myself. We do that in relationships. The relationship is moving smoothly, no issue. And then you're just like looking for some, some drama to spark up, right? Somebody says something sideways and you automatically take it and run with it. And it's like, what's going on? You know, and and I think if we look at it with 
the term desire, to want something is to not have it. To want something is to say, I currently do not have it. I'm aware that I do not have it. So even with our desires, being able to really say this is what I want, that's just the first step. You really want to move into this part of your desire where you start to embody your desire. You start to um, take on this desire as your own. So if you are wanting to be financially independent, financially abundant, there's the part of you that's like, oh, I wish I had more money to the part of you that then shifts into I am attracting wealth. I am abundant. Money comes to me effortlessly, right? So you start to declare it. You've already decided you make this decision and you claim what it is that you're asking for, because at this point, you're no longer asking. You're just embodying. You are becoming the version of you that already has this. The reason why this embodiment piece feels hard is because there are certain deep-seated beliefs that we have that don't allow you to become what it is that you're asking for. So going back to my example of being present, that desire to be present is showing me that I'm not. Then I'm going to become it. I'm going to embody presence. Just be here, be available. Well, when I tried to do that, (laughs) I found myself becoming aware of the reasons why I'm not present. And oftentimes it doesn't, it hasn't required me to go deep into understanding why I have this belief. All it requires me to do is become aware of it and then shift my focus. So my thoughts end up going towards all of the times that I've been present and how being present in every moment of my life, good, bad, uh, indifferent, neutral, all of those moments where I've just shown up, they've served me. So the more that I can remind myself of those moments, I start to seep in and relax into the present moment. Same thing with being at ease. I started to look at all of the times where I was absolutely worthy of ease and flow in my life. I didn't have to do anything extra. I just received it. It just came to me. Um, And the more that I remind myself of those examples, the more and more I embody ease. The more and more I disprove the belief that says I have to be deserving. I have to be worthy. I have to prove and earn this ease. That doesn't make sense. Just be it. And that's how we tap into law of attraction. Law of attraction is, you know, you have to be a vibration. You have to be a certain frequency in order to attract or tune into the frequency of what you're asking for. So I can't receive ease until I am at ease. I cannot receive abundance until I am feeling abundant. How many times have we seen people or been that person who's complained and complained and complained about something and that something like shows up for us? For example, there's no good men around. No good men. I can't stand these niggas. Oops. They, 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 right? Like we go into all of that conversation 
just for these good men to have to kind of stand on the perimeter of your life because they they cannot come in. You're not a match to them, boo. You're not a match to goodness in your life because your focus is on all of the negative. You want to attract money and abundance and you want to attract um, opportunities, but you're busy focusing on how there's no opportunities, how there's no money available. Well, like attracts like. What you focus on is what you attract. Energy goes, energy grows where attention goes. So I just thought it was really interesting just having this practice of embodiment. I've just been reminded to fully sit into what I'm asking for. How can I be at ease now? Even when it feels like I shouldn't be at ease, how can I be that right now? simply by making a decision over and over and over and over again. So I'm going to end here. I really hope that you all can take this and see where in your life you're not embodying what it is that you desire. Whatever it is that you are wanting at this moment, ask yourself, am I showing up fully ready to receive this? Am I open to what I'm asking for? If I am, then I should be able to just sit with that desire, sit with what I'm asking for and excitedly, like be excited about it, to anticipate it. Um, And if not, how can I remind myself of all of the times that I've gotten some aspect of that desire? If I'm desiring love Can I remind myself of all the times that I've experienced love? Can I imagine the love that I'm looking for? That is you embodying the desire. That is you being the desire instead of acting the part, instead of doing what you feel you need to do in order to attract. So to simply put it, if you want law of attraction to work well and seamlessly for you, mind you, it's always working for you. But if you want it to work for you, if you really want to attract what it is that you want, then really embrace and embody what it is that you're asking for. And I'll give you a very specific example. Let me sit with this for a second, though. Um, All right. I'm going to do this just because I know the majority of my audience is women and I know a lot of us are always in conversation about relationships. If I am wanting to attract a relationship, I want to attract a worthy ideal partner. I have to just be worthy of that. I don't need to be acting like I'm worthy of an ideal partner. The difference between the two is when you are just embodying worth, you just feel worthy, you have nothing to prove. You're not trying to do anything to prove to others that you're worthy. Sometimes women, people, we set these kind of guidelines and rules because I'm trying to prove that I am worthy. I'm trying to act the part instead of just knowing that I'm worthy. So because I want an ideal partner who's going to respect me and take 
take care of me, provide for me in some sense, um, show up for me, take me out, whatever it is that you want. I'm going to act worthy by setting rules instead of just being present in the moment and just kind of being inspired and seeing what happens as it goes. You're like, nope, I have to date this person for one and a half years. And if that doesn't come, then I'm going to set an ultimatum because I need to be married. Or you do things like, oh, he didn't show up the way I wanted to. I'm just going to ignore his phone call for the next five days. Like you play these kind of games, it seems. But ultimately, you're in your doing, your your masculine instead of your being, your feminine. You're not embodying your desire by simply saying, hmm, I'm just so worthy of an amazing, joyful, loving relationship. And then seeing what shows up and responding coming from that perspective. That is you embodying the desire. That's you being. That's you divinely in your feminine energy attracting what it is that you want. The doing part of you is going to be that space that's like, I have to prove a point. I've got to create these harsh boundaries and these rules and I have to do what I need to do to make sure this man knows not to play with me so that I get what I want. Has a lot of energy. It's a lot of it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of masculine energy. And I'm not saying that there aren't moments for that. But when you are mainly embodying what it is that you want, you won't even have to turn on that extra effort because naturally the people that are going to match your desire are going to come towards you. The people who don't match that are going to naturally deselect. It's not going to require you to be in control of everything. It really isn't. And it's the same thing with money. I'm going to embody abundance. I'm going to embody um, um, wealth and prosperity and just being so filled up, never not having. I always have enough. I'm always fulfilled. I'm always rich. That's me embodying that desire for more versus proving acting, doing. That's the, I got to hustle. I got to work. Okay. I'm going to work these 60 hours to make sure that I get this money so that I can get this bill paid. And I'm, I have to penny pinch and I'm going to really budget in a way that sucks the life out of me, or I'm going to spend lavishly to prove a point. Cause I got the money. All of these things that you're doing, they're not coming from the body. They're not coming from your soul, your intuition that's saying, yes, this feels so good. Do that. It's coming from this part in your mind that says, I've got to prove that I'm abundant. I got to prove that I'm wealthy. So I'm either going to be hella flashy or I'm going to be super restricted to myself and it's going to be like a full extreme. I have to be very structured and rigid with how I handle money and I mean honestly I have gotten a lot more opportunities a lot more money a lot more situations um, working in my divine feminine and just embodying that desire have I been consistent with it honestly no because there is this natural part of me that has been programmed to stay 
in my masculine a lot more. Like you have to earn money. You have to work hard. You have to sacrifice. You have to do things that you don't want to do in order to get what you want. You have to sacrifice all this time to finally get time. You got to get rid of your freedom in order to have freedom. But that paradigm is old news. And maybe it works for some of pe- some of the people out there, but for me, it doesn't work. And it's not what I want. And I'm tapping into that divine feminine that says you get to just be that now and attract it in your external world. <laughs> and it's been a lot more fun and a lot more like spontaneous. I feel like life has such a funny way of just surprising you and showing you things that you just didn't even see come coming together and it's tenfold it's just so much more abundant so much more divine fun and magical and that's the side I want to be on y'all can have the hustle and bustle it ain't for me y'all can have the struggle love it ain't for me y'all can have the drama it ain't for me But with that being said, I'm so glad for those who are still here listening with me and enjoying this conversation. I am going to head and end this. I love you all so much. And until our next episode, take care.